Good morning. You're listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. And today we're going to talk about the true word of Yahuwah, Revelation 15 study, understanding signs, plagues, and wrath. If you are new to the Lion's Tears ministry, River City Revival is a podcast of the Lion's Tears ministry. And the Lion's Tears means living in oppressed nations, truth, attitude, reality, education, and society. Oppression cannot end until we turn back to the Lord God Almighty. So let's get started. This study will look at the words plague and wrath along with their meaning in both new and Old Testament, as well as what the definition of signs mean. Revelation chapter 15 verse 1. And I saw other signs in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up with the wrath of God. So, sign in this verse is Greek word G4592, and I believe it's pronounced Samian, and it is an indication especially ceremonial or supernatural, sign, miracle, token, or wonder. The biblical outline of usage of G4592 is a sign, mark, or token. That by which a person or a thing is distinguished from others and is known, signs, portending remarkable events soon to happen, miracles and wonders by God, which authenticates the men sent by him, or by which men prove that the cause they are pleading is God's. So that is what sign means. People pleading that they are God's and doing God's will. Matthew chapter 16 verse 4 uses this word three times in this verse. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall be no sign given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Matthew twenty four twenty four. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Matthew 24, verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the northern of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. The word sign in Hebrew is H226, and I think it's pronounced oath. It means a signal, literally or figuratively, a flag, beacon, monument, omen, 
prodigy and evidence. Miracle, mark, or token. The biblical outline of usage for this word is sign signal, a distinguishing mark, remembrance, or warning. Behold, I, the children whom the Lord hath given me, are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwells in Mount Zion. And that's Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. Isaiah 7, 14 states, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Genesis chapter 9, verse 2. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every creature that is with you for perpetual generations. Another term for sign is wonders. Wonders is Greek word 5059, and I believe it's pronounced teros, and it means a prodigy or omen or wonder. The biblical outline of usage for this word is a prodigy, miracle, performed by anyone. We are told in the last days in Matthew 24, 24, that many false prophets will come showing signs and wonders, and we are to discern these people. Acts chapter 2, uses this word. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Another word for wonder is in the Hebrew, and that is H6382, and I believe it's pronounced Pele, and it means a miracle, Marvelous thing, wonderful. The biblical outline of usage for H6382 is wonder, marvel, wonder, extraordinary, hard to understand thing, or wonder as of God's act of judgment and redemption. We see this word in Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? We see the same word used in Psalm chapter 77, verse 14. Thou art the God that does wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. And again in Psalm eighty-eight, twelve. Shall thy wonders be known in the dark, and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? Next, we're going to move on to the word plague. Plague is Greek word G4127, and it's pronounced plague. 
and it means a stroke by implication, a wound, figuratively, a calamity. So my question to you is, do you think that all the calamity in this world qualifies as a plague? I think it does, and I believe that this is why when Abba Yahuwah, the Lord God Almighty, says that nobody will know the day or hour of his return, it is because of the way they are discerning the times according to their own understandings. Nobody does know the exact time the Lord God will return, but we are definitely closer than what most people believe. All you have to do is look at the news and you'll see the public calamity occurring and heavy affliction of people all around the world. And if you do not see this occurring, then you are still blind and that makes me sad because when you have, especially in the United States, people tearing up cities and towns and protesting and causing major chaos and destruction and fighting against each other that's calamity we are living in revelation now and I pray that you guys see this I really really do and I would like for others in other countries because I do know that this podcast reaches out to France and Germany and Ireland and Australia and the UK. I would like to know what's going on in your area. And you can always send me an email at the at living in oppressed nations tears at gmail.com. You can contact me on Facebook at Liz Marie. Angel of Ephesus, same way with Instagram. Like, I really would like to know what's going on in your area. That way we can highlight it and talk about it. Even on the ministry website at thelionstears.com, you can contact me and it'll show up. I'll check it. We can talk, whatever. But the world needs to know what's happening in every area. Because when God's people, who is the body of God, are sitting back hoping that someone else will do something about it, nothing gets done. If we do not move as a unified force in this time together trying to help others understand the word of God in the times that we live in now we are not doing our part in fulfilling our role as the body of Yahushua HaMashiach is that simple we have got to be doing more we have got to be working together so the biblical outline of usage of plague means a blow, stripe, or a wound, a public calamity, heavy affliction, or just a plague. Luke chapter 12 verse 48. And he that knew not and did not, or 
Let me back up. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. We see the Greek word for plagues used in Revelation chapter 9 verse 20. And the rest of men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hand, that they should not wor- or that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. So even in this heavy affliction and calamity, people are not repenting. We see this. Nobody is upset because they broke into, you know, the local telephone store and took, you know, telephones. Who does that? Or I've seen here in Ferguson, Missouri, where auto part shops are broken into. Okay, great. You stole some oil or probably a battery. Because I'm sure those who are stealing things aren't taking, you know, auto parts for real. Because, one, if they've stealing, they probably don't know how to work on a car anyway. I mean, it's just ludicrous to think that this is okay. It's not. These people are children of the devil and these people are under the grand delusion still and if you think otherwise then you are being fooled also because nobody goes around tearing and destroying towns because they want to be heard The phrase, no justice, no peace, that's baloney. We have to change the mind before we can change society. And that's why the Lord God has to come back. Because enough of us are not going to change our mind in order to have an influence on society because people are happy being idle in their misery. The root word of G4127 is G4141. And that means, again, to inflict with calamity. Revelation 8.12 And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night was likewise. The root word for both G4127 and G4141 is G4111, and it's plazos, and it means to mold, shape, or fabricate form. So these plagues that we read about 
in Revelation and throughout the rest of the Bible isn't just talking about plagues. You can consider Corona a plague. Or if you go back into Egypt with Pharaoh, there was plagues that people could see. But we can see these plagues too. It's just in different forms. The Bible is specific. It talks about calamity as a plague. I will go back and I will tell you this again. Calamity, heavy affliction, and not just calamity, but public calamity. Whenever we see destruction taking place in our streets, heavy like it is now, that's public calamity, people. We are again in Revelation. So, back to the root word of both Greek 4127 and 4141. The biblical outline of usage again is to form mold, use as a potter. The root word of plagues is G4111, meaning potter or to form. Who do you think the potter is? The Lord God Almighty. Plagues are designed to make one repent. And I will prove to you who the potter is. Um, let me pull up. Oh, I already have that. So, this post has been done since last year. And I was excited when the Lord God put it on my heart last night to continue to break down revelations for you. But he wanted me to start here. So here we are. Romans chapter 9 verse 20. Nay, but O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form say to him that formed him? Again, the potter, Greek word, G4111. Why hast thou made me? How do we know the Lord God is the potter? Because Hebrew word 3335 is the same as G4111, but in Hebrew and is found in the following verse. Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he has no understanding? That's Isaiah 29.16. Let's go to Isaiah 64.8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou art potter, and we, will, we, and we all are the work of thy hand. This word is found in Jeremiah 8, verse 6. O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Israel, you have to wake up. It is vital that you come alive in your spirit and soul and do the work that the Lord God has called you to. Quit being Jonah and running away. 
it does not work you wonder why afflictions come to you or why you're sick or whatever the voice of God has probably told you something and you are ignoring it the word wrath is word 2372 and it's thymos and it means passion fierceness indignation or wrath the biblical outline of usage for G2372 means passion, angry, heat, anger, forth with boiling up and soon subsiding again, wine of passion, inflaming wine, which either drives the girl mad or kills him with its strength. How about that? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clear and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice revelation chapter 14 verse 8 and there followed another angel saying babylon is fallen is fallen that great city because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication Wrath in Hebrew is a burning of anger, sore displeasure. The biblical outline of usage is anger, heat, burning of anger, and always used of God's anger. Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 8 uses this word. Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon the city? Yet you bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. In Isaiah thirteen thirteen, Therefore I'll shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place, and the wrath of the Lord of hosts, and in the day of his fierce anger. We are experiencing the Lord's anger now. It is not his full anger in the last days just yet, but his anger is upon us now. Why do you think things are falling apart? Please understand this. G2380 is the root word of wrath, the word that we read earlier in the Greek of G2372 and it means or it is pronounced thio and it is a primitive word properly to rush but we're going to look at by extension to immolate which means slaughter for any purpose to kill, sacrifice or slay the biblical outline of usage to sacrifice Immolate to slay, kill of the partial lamb, and to slaughter is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils, and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Purge out therefore and the old leaven that you may be new lump as you are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us the Hebrew word H2734 is the root word of wrath in the Hebrew H2740 which we read earlier 
and it means um, to be angry, burn, be displeased, to be hot, furious, um, to kindle, to be vexed. We find this word in Numbers 11, chapter 1. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them, and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 17. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not our fruit, lest you perish quickly off the good land which the Lord has given to you. Now now that you know these words and what they mean, knowledge and wisdom will help you in discerning the times. And if you want to remain blind and go about your merry little way, that's perfectly fine. That is your choice. But I am telling you that we are in Revelation. I can't tell you the exact day you know, the phrase, the verse that we're in, because it doesn't work like that. A lot of people don't understand the book of Revelation. And a lot of people don't know that things in Revelation have been dissected and taken out of order. So there's, you know, a certain flow that Revelation has to, you know, take and you know, correlate with in certain areas. And people don't understand how to read Revelation, so they don't. But that's not a good reason. Like, you need to read it. I suggest you find, you know, the New King James Version or the ESV Version and literally sit down. The link I use is blueletterbible.com. It has the different um, book translations. So if you don't like the King James Version, there is an ESV where you can break down everything that I break down on the website and sit and study. I know in Missouri, they're pulling back, you know, how many people can congregate again. I feel that we're headed back into a lockdown soon. I don't know if it's going to be nationwide lockdown, but I do feel another lockdown is coming because of this coronavirus. All you guys have is time on your hands. What are you doing with that time? Because if you're not studying and really understanding what's going on, Chances are you could be caught up in, you know, the second death. And I really don't want that for you guys. I'd like to meet everybody whenever the Lord God comes back and we're restored into our perfect bodies. And I can see y'all and hopefully have been able to plant those seeds. Because again, I can't save you. Only Jesus can. Like you need to turn to Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. Say, Yahushua HaMashiach, I am here. Show me what I need to know. Because Lord God will do that. Jesus Christ is the door. The door between you and God. You have to believe that he came 
in the form of the Son of Man to rectify this world back to God. Because if you don't, you're going to be lost. And that's the bottom line. Lord God doesn't take light the destruction of souls. The Bible says that and is very clear that he doesn't delight in killing people. But he also does not delight in whoremongers and those committing idolatry and turning to false gods and worshiping demons and angels that are not to be worshipped. He is the one true God, the creator of everything. And I don't understand how he created everything. That's not for me to know. That's not for you to know because there are mysteries of heaven and of earth, but he does give us breadcrumbs and it just said that we are unleavened bread. Whenever we get breadcrumbs, we put it together, we make the bread and voila, we have a picture. Same way with, you know, painting. Painting takes time. Painting takes strokes. Painting takes different, you know, aspects A thought. You know, it has to surface before you can paint a picture. Unless you do it, you know, eyes closed and then you're still moving your hand. There's a thought process. We don't fully understand that thought process because our mortal bodies and our brain is so degenerative that we can't comprehend it. Now, some of us are fortunate that we do get to learn some of these signs and wonders and miracles via other people who have greater understanding and knowledge, kind of like Nikola Tesla and Leonardo da Vinci, um, you know, for more modern time that we live in. Same way with, you know, I want to say Nicodemus. He could see, you know, a couple other people throughout our closer to modern times who had power and knowledge of things that people just laughed about. Don't be laughing at the modern day Noah's because what happened with Noah was he warned everybody that he came in contact with nobody believed him laughed in his face and a great deluge that if you do historical research on is in every culture at the same time archaeology has proven that a great deluge covered this earth now if you still want to go with modern science and believe that the ice caps melted and there was an arctic freeze and whatever that caused it then you still are far from God but I'm telling you that science proves the Bible the Bible proves science whenever your mind is focused on God you can see this and you can't tell me that archaeology is always 100% wrong and that there wasn't a great flood because there was all recorded historical societies have something in regards to a great flood that took place so I urge you get on the ark get on the ark because we're in revelation baby As always, it's never goodbye, but it's I'll see you later.